welcome to Roster Doctor, where we fix up your roster. Uh, this might not be noticeable for the podcast listeners, but this is actually going to be the inaugural video episode that's going to go out onto YouTube. Uh, with the idea being that showing the actual team combinations and the roster in front of you is helpful for visualization and following along. Um, so if you want to check that out, I'll have a link in the description just because I don't know the exact page of the channel, but you should just be able to search uh, Roster Doctor on YouTube and find it easily enough if it's not spammed everywhere. But enough of housekeeping, we're going to uh, get into it. We've got uh, Samuel Sweetens, uh, who's one of the inaugural uh, uh, eight-man pod winners uh, for the Tabletop Simulator Discord. How's it going, sir? Oh, life's great. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, and like I said, you were uh, a participant in the first uh, eight-man tournament. I'm not, I'm not sure if we have an official name for it in the Discord yet, but essentially we're experimenting with firing off miniature eight-man tournaments uh, as soon as we get eight people together that run for three rounds on a weekend. Um, and so you participate in that inaugural, eh, inaugural, I'm just going to keep on stumbling over that all day long. Um, it's all good. Uh, top eight tournament, you went 3-0 and you did it with, uh, I guess, spoiler alert, if you haven't read the title, Guardians of the Galaxy and, uh, um, Asgard. And I'm assuming it's primarily Asgard for reasons we'll get into in a second. Yep. Yep. That is correct. Primarily Asgard with, uh, I play Guardians at low threat values. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I was assuming. So actually, without any further ado, let's just hop right into it. Okay, sounds Ooh, great. Look at that production value. Look at those perfect, crisp images that probably totally look awful because of the upscaling. Uh, here we've got the characters. We've got Drax the Destroyer, Gamora, Hella Queen of Hell, Infinity Gem Mind, Loki God of Mischief, Nebula, Rocket, Star-Lord, Thor, and Valkyrie. So Yes, sir. A uh, couple of things come to mind. Um, Infinity Gem Mind has been kind of coming back into popularity for Asgardians to put on Loki, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, so, at least in my experience, the extra power doesn't help Loki be more of himself, and he's already power-hungry because of wanting to not die with Trickster and I'm a God. Um, yes. and a lot of his cost is bundled into his cost increase aura around him, which is so <laughs> like, they're essentially two separate modules that end up getting stapling together. Uh, how have you been finding it? Um, so Loki mind gem is, uh, well, I, I only use it at 19 and 20 points. And, um, I like the mind gem just for the added bit of control mm -hmm. that, sometimes asgard doesn't necessarily have especially with a guardian splash you're not really splashing control elements um so he kind of fills a little bit of that control role there with the mind gem and uh the extra bit of power helps with like a citizen's game plan um, yeah we'll we'll, we'll get into the hired muscle tech in a sec because i think i didn't adequately cover how insanely strong hired muscle on citizens and spider infected is on the previous episode, which I guess for you will come out tomorrow. Uh, recording in advance creates all kinds of weird time travel issues. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's great to have extra power. Getting to three can open up a lot of interesting opportunities. Uh, makes it easier um, to Odin's blessing after yes. exposing him. For sure. 
Um, Loki isn't. I'm not doing anything special with Loki. Like it's not like uh, it's not like there's some secret tech here that all of a sudden makes Loki great. Like he's still just good, you know. He's yeah, not... he's an average cost four, I would say, in my opinion. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so I uh, the the mind gem just kind of helps with some added control elements, but it's and just kind of helps with how I like to build my rosters, but. Yeah, and then Stop the uh, other interesting uh, inclusion over other things I found was uh, Gamora. Yeah, so um, that's just because of a love of the character. I really love Gamora. Ronan is probably a better fit in the roster, but I I just had to bring her because I love I love the the character of Gamora. So yeah, uh, I, I I want to like her. She she's close to working. But she's a little bit too fragile and a little bit too hard to get off the ground, is my experience with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, she only comes to play at low threat values, and she <coughs> does enough work for me there. Mm -hmm. I feel that it's not... Uh, like, I really think I only play her in my 16 threat build. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I, think she, I think she does enough there that I am, I'm happy with it. Okay, yeah. Um... And obviously, actually, I guess for the listeners, we uh, I should have started with this. Um, no Angel and Enchantress in here. Obviously, we're talking about the roster that you won last Saturday with. And Angel and right. Enchantress don't come out until quarter one next year. But as we've been discussing, uh, Guardians They're... is pretty much just there for low threat uh, options. Yeah, exactly. So I'm assuming a lot of them get cut for uh, those two. Yeah, so um actually I think Loki Mind Gem is what being is what's being dropped for most of Interesting. I I, th I think I can definitely see that just because you're gonna have a hard time to fit Thor, Valkyrie, Angela, Enchantress, and Loki all in the same team. Um, well, I feel like Enchantress really does a lot of what Loki does already. Um, yeah, lots of Loki control elements. Um, she's a better blaster. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, th yeah. I think definitely in the game plan that we're going to cover in a sec, uh, Enchantress just does a better job across the board. Um, yeah, for sure. But so that let's is, just that is one hundred percent certain. Yeah, uh, the the fives across the board effectively, especially round one, um, is such a big deal for her. Um, when people can't pay to make her uh, too physical or energy defense. Yeah, um, I've played a lot of games with her, and I have found that I always feel good no matter what. Like, if they're paying two power, I'm happy with it. If they're not paying two ha power, I'm happy with it. So I'm really excited for her to be officially released and be able to play her in official events. Yeah, she's going to open up a lot of fascinating stuff. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on to tactics real quick. Uh, so yeah. here we've got Blind Obsession. Brace for Impact, mm -hmm. Disarm, Hired Muscle, Med Pack, Odin's Blessing, Sibling Rivalry, and Tactical Analysis. Um, yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, Hired Muscle is the elephant in the room. Um, this is, like, starting to hit the public consciousness, and uh, I, th I think the numbers kind of speak for themselves. I think um, uh, discounting mirror matches, uh, at least in the central bracket, I don't know the exact results for the east brackets, um, teams with hired muscle 
had a seven and one record. Wow. Once you take out the mirror matches, there were two more wins and two more losses. If you account for the times where you played another hired muscle player, somebody else played a hired muscle player. And that's not even taking out the, uh, what's it called? Uh, games where a hired muscle player didn't have priority or wasn't able to play hired muscle. Um, yeah. Wow. That's that, that is crazy. I, uh, I mean, I, I, I can see why like hired muscle is what makes this game plan really sing. Like it, it's what makes this game plan go from good to amazing um, with, with this list. And uh, it's like, uh, it's honestly, like I really only play um, probably six of these seven cards and, but hired muscle is like, when I can take it, it's always there. If yeah. Citizen, so I bring it. I'm I'm assuming your typical core is Medpack Odin's Blessing Brace, and then you're looking at um usually hired muscle. Essentially hired muscle every single time you have priority. Uh sibling yep. rivalry if you have Thor Loki. Blind obsession if you're afraid somebody's gonna try and focus you down. Um Yeah, the card I like the most actually is disarm. Um in yep. that last slot. So brace, med pack, disarm. Uh, Odin's Blessing Hired Muscle. And the idea is just to keep my people healthy really as long as possible. And those cards really do a good job of it. <clears throat> yeah, they really help stretch the Asgardian leadership a long way. Um, where un unless you're able to focus fire down characters, which Odin's Blessing is very good at stopping, um, <clears throat> they'll, they'll just kind of slowly tick back up. Um, right. So you can treat them as having like two or three more stamina than they should on each side. Yeah. Uh, like, if it's I think, played correctly. Yeah. I think Saturday, I never had more than two characters get dazed the entire time. And so in, in each game I played, um, maybe there was one where I had three. But the, and that wasn't until late rounds, anyways. Just, and, it really, I'm using the leadership ability basically whenever the math works out, like whenever I don't need the power for something else, it's being used. And uh, the that's also one reason I don't bring field dressing over brace and med, med pack is because I just, my game plan is to keep them healthy as long as possible. Yeah, uh, and I think this also highlights some of the power of hired muscle, especially in Asgard, is your able to find out whether this is going to be a hired muscle game at crisis selection. And yep. if it's not, you just index into like attritional advantages and then you just yep. outgrind. And the thing is m most of the time uh, people are either going to be trying to do some kind of counter hired muscle plan where you flank split vertically on panic or uh, essentially counter hired muscle to uh, go for a 2-3 split instead of a 4-1 split on uh, spider infected. Um, yeah. Or they're just going to try and table you. Um, yep. And so uh, be being able to index very heavily towards attrition when you don't get your game plan or even just have that minus the one slot for hired muscle um, when somebody doesn't have a good hired uh, muscle answer is very powerful. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the, if they, they don't have a hired muscle, I can play it. I mean, if there's no hired muscle game going on, I can play a very attritional based game. Um, also, if there's not a hired muscle, that probably means I chose secures 
And as we'll get to later, all of my secures cost a power to use. So I'm getting a power yeah. advantage, hopefully with Asgard as well. Yep. So let's actually just jump right into the crises then. Um, yeah. So we've got Fear Grip's world is worthy terrorized cities. Panic Grip City's evacuation efforts continue. And Spider-Infected invade Manhattan. So here you're going for the hired muscle force. Um, and then on the secures, you've got deadly meteors, mutate civilians, portals overrun city with spider people, and mutant madman turns city center into lethal amusement park. Um, yes. So um, the first so question I have, actually, sorry, real quick, is um, have you considered trying to play scrolls as your third? Uh, since you can actually shift the scroll uh, interact points back with Hired Muscle as well? So I have, but I have a particular reason for not doing that, and that's for when someone else gets priority and mm -hmm. they have Hired Muscle, because then they can make me choose the extract, and I'm giving them that first-person advantage, really, yeah. if I pick scrolls or spiders. If I pick evac, we the Hired Muscle mirror still we both end up with two. But if I can pick hammers in, in that regard, it um, can really negate, because with, with things like scrolls and spider infected, there is a priority player advantage with the hired muscle play. And yeah. so picking something like hammers can, it just lets me get out of that sticky situation where if they're playing hired muscle, they can see that I only have extracts that work for them. You can say, oh, you're picking extracts. So I get my secure and an extract that I want. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why I did not take alien ship is so that I don't end up in that sticky situation where, oh, yeah. well, I don't have priority. I have to pick ship or spider infected. They have hard muscle. I'm in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But I, I also love the uh, secure spread. I think Deadly Meteors is highly underrated. I think it is incredibly good with Asgard. They have a lot of good energy defenses. Uh, so... The same thing works with uh, Portals Overrun City with Spider People. And yep. uh, also between Hela and Thor, you have two four physicals. Um, and I think Angela is a four as well, isn't she? She has fours across the board. Yeah. Um, so having another defense-based uh, flip secure that you can also move off of with your charge and for Asgard... Um, is a very attractive proposition, even if you lose priority. Right. And something I love about um, Mutant Madmen, even if I lose priority, is Hella can uh, try and flip both your own and the one on the other side, turn one, if you really want her to. Just save her to the end, have her flip one, and then if they've only left one person on that one, like, I'll take the chance of rolling four dice and try and get two. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't realize she quite made it there, but yeah, that sounds about right. Because Toad can do it with his range too, so you're just making up uh, that two-inch difference in base width on a double yep. move. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I guess the first question I that I haven't... I, I might be a little off there, but I'm pretty sure she can. Because it's just like a citizen that she could get to. Yeah, that sounds roughly right. I think Toad might even have some wiggle room, so it might be less than making up two inches. I'd have to figure out the exact math, but it's going to be close, if not outright functional. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I Worst case it, scenario, so. you can always tack analysis her. Or, no, mm -hmm. you'd have to do that in a weird order. Uh, 
I guess well, if it like, uh, the short move puts her onto the home B. I haven't tried that. Yeah, I I haven't tried that either. But uh, that's definitely something I I could do. Mm -hmm. I I'm pretty sure it would with her base size. Yeah, that sounds right-ish. And yeah. she's perfectly happy being in short range of enemies, because uh, uh, both of her good range attacks cost power. So being in strike range is nice, and she's still fours all around. So, yeah, um, she's she's tanky, and you have access to Odin's blessing and healing, and yeah, just just a pain to bring down Hella. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so interest. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so interestingly, with the secures of the seven of the um, meteors, portals, and madmen, um, meteors is the one I'm I'm least likely to play, mm -hmm. just because um, I tend to bring Rocket a lot as a flex character. Um, because and Azure you want him to be able to babysit. Attack. Yeah, yeah, and I want him to be to be set back. <laughs> Yeah, I so, think that's a good call. If you're if you're not willing to brawl in the midline for the entirety of the game, you should not be playing deadly meteors. Um, but but it's nice to have it there as an out. And I think once Angela and Enchantress are there, and you can play even more forwards, I think it'll become more attractive. Yeah. So I I really like this particular suite of crises. Yeah. Uh, back to Panic and Spider Infected. Um, I'm curious to hear which one would you prefer? It, like, let's say you discard Fear Grips World, you have Pryo, um, and it's not, so I'm assuming in a hired muscle mirror, you prefer Spider Infected because with Pryo, you get an advantage, whereas uh, with Panic, you just force a split. Correct. Yeah, in the hired muscle mirror, I prefer spiders every time. Um, and then which one I prefer kind of depends on um, matchup a little bit. Like if they mm -hmm. have, if they're playing something like uh, that really hates the extra movement on their one guy who picks up a spider, um, then I'll take the spider infected. Or if they're playing something maybe that has really poor power generation or really wants to spend their power all the time, like maybe uh, uh, web warriors are always wanting to spend their power to move and push, and they're kind of strapped for power to evacuate stuff, um, then Citizens is a good plan there. Um, that just, that's just kind of matchup dependent on, on, on those two. I think in general, I probably prefer the spider infected. Just um, I like being able to have four people holding these four things and uh yeah the 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 four to one advantage starting off is pretty strong yeah if you don't think you're able to force a round three cash out so for those of you who aren't familiar um i'll be posting links to a lot of uh articles talking about the hard muscle play but essentially on spider infected you're able to grab uh so spider infected is five points uh, you're able to grab one of your opponent's home points and shift the center point back so that you're essentially guaranteed to get a 4-1 on it. Um, yeah. But Panic, um, if they don't have a hired muscle counterplay, you can pick up three of the four uh, civilians on um, uh, round one. And then assuming you're able to get 
two VPs per round out of the secure. So any B or D secure will typically let you do this. Um, you're able to cash in all the citizens round three with barely any dice involved. I think you need to get like one power from every character holding one of them and then like two from uh, the person who hired Muscled. And then you yep. have enough power to cash everyone out. And in yep. if and you haven't generated that power in two rounds, you're doing something wrong. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really powerful game plan. Um, I used the citizens game plan uh, the first two rounds of Saturday, and it was just, um, it, it it just becomes a bloodbath when you get all three and you can cash all three of them in. And then uh, I I used it again in the um, mutant fall tourney the other day. Played played the same list yesterday and used the citizens the panic game plan, and it worked really well again. Um, when Enchantress comes out, it's going to be even scarier because she can steal the one that they picked up. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, uh, th those two extracts. I the are the ones I play. The only reason I bring Worthy is if I draw Spider Infected Worthy against someone else with Hired Muscle. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, but those those two are my two main game plans. That's what wins the game is getting these early leads of being able to cash out turn three with citizens or just getting four points around off spiders. Because um, if you get that for two rounds, it's the eight points in your to their two that they've gotten from extracts and you've, you've locked up that, that six point extract advantage usually locks up the game for you. Yeah, you're halfway there on just extracts. You probably got another four from secures, which means going into round three, your opponent has to get you to seed four of the six scenario points that you're currently holding. Um, yeah. <laughs> or they or they have to get you to drop all but one, five of them. Um, and it can just lead to really desperate scenarios where it's like, I have to move and attack, and if I don't one-shot you, it's basically over. Um, yeah, it's... <clears throat> and if I have Odin's left by then, like... If I can save Odin's to late, then that's when... Uh, that's when things get really dicey for opponents. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. be, being able to essentially negate an attack uh, can be so soul-crushing, especially uh, with Hela. Um, when she gets into her, or her uh, three soul mode and uh, she can never be KO'd and you've got Odin's Blessing on top, she's just always going to yeah. be standing on that point and there's nothing you can do about it. That's what happens in the finals game Saturday. It was Hela versus Cyclops, Wolverine, and Valkyrie on one side of the board. And yep. I had Odin's Blessing and Soul Tokens, and Hela just came. <laughs> uh, yeah, rounds. for like two rounds. One of which you did disarm Wolverine, which was a pretty big deal. Um, yeah. But like one character by herself with help of a tactics card was able to yeah. tank three characters no problem. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. She just ate up all the hits and really bought me a lot of time. Yeah, I re I remember I was casting that game and when I saw that board state at the beginning, um I was like, "Oh, Sam's so screwed. There's three characters on that side of the board. The X-Men are going to crush that flank and then just come down and deal with the bottom half." And then Hella just would not die and yeah. it, like the game just came off the rails off of it she is 
so tanky and i honestly did not respect it nearly enough until that game <laughs> right because she's healing off the leadership and yeah it's 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 hard to bring her down it's really hard to bring her down yeah well yeah, i i think so... we've talked about crises generically enough let's move on to uh quick little threat breakdowns so first we've got 14 threat um these are all the teams i believe um unless there's some bug i'm unaware of um I've been dealing with assembled bugs for uh, the past week or so, and they aren't fully stomped out. But they seem to be almost entirely related to taking a rogue agent, so I think we're in the clear here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah, so at threat, um, only way I'm playing 14 threat is if someone else gets extracts and they choose the 14 threat thing, yep. which means I'm playing my secure. And mm -hmm. my game plan is uh, always going to be Star-Lord, Rocket, Nebula, Hella, Valkyrie. Because my secures are things that require power to flip. So Hella and Valkyrie can have power to flip those and interact with the Senator. And uh, yeah, kind of I, I think you're 100% spot on there. I think uh, Nebula in particular is very good on Mutant Extremist. She's incredibly cheap. And her main gimmick is that while she can't hold objectives, she punches up against people holding objectives. And so if you position her centrally, uh, round one, you just double long move to wherever the senator got picked up. And next yep. round, she'll just wail on somebody um, and yeah. do way more than a two-threat character has any business doing. Oh, for sure. And you can get some very, um, like, whoever picks up the senator on whichever side, you can have some very threatening setups because you put Nebula center and you have Hello Rocket one side and Star-Lord Valkyrie the other. And all of those characters with one move, um, or Valkyrie with a move and a charge, can yep. get an attack off on a side flank character, and Nebula's in the middle, and you can position so that the people with four range can hit both. It's yeah, I think I think the, that's uh, just uh, all around perfect roster for um, uh, mutant extremists. I mean, obviously something weird could be going on like a gamma game um where you end up in this weird position where you want to spread out to find the senator but the senator only gives you two extra vps per round and holding the center against somebody on gamma gets you two vps for rounds so like um if you were playing gamma uh extremist on uh 14 would you ever consider playing a condensed asgard roster just to win the middle like something like uh, Thor, Hela, Loki, Mind Gem, or uh, Thor, Hela, Valkyrie, Nebula. Um, uh, maybe I think if I was playing that one, I would have one of those two things in my roster, and I'd probably. Oh yeah, I completely my... blinked on you didn't having this. Whoops, uh, I completely forgot about that hypothetical. So let's let's ignore that hypothetical. I'm just so used to everyone taking Gamma because Gamma. Uh, I'm I'm a Gamma stand forever. All. Uh, always put that in like virtually every roster I build. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't have it here. So, you know, that, that wouldn't come up, but, but yeah, that's, <clears throat> um, if I did, I would have a different, I think I would have a different roster, more gamma centric. Yeah. Um, well, with Speaking that of aside, gamma though. yeah, let's go on to 15 <laughs> ah, threat. That is, 
That is the smoothest transition I've had from a guest yet. Thank you for saving my ass. 15 threat, this has to be herbs or gamma wave. What are you looking yeah. at here? So if I'm playing gamma, I am playing <laughs> Well, I have I have two lists, one for herbs, one 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 for gamma. If I'm playing gamma, I'm playing Star Lord, Drax, Rocket, Hella, Valkyrie. Um Valkyrie and Drax are really the only options of control there, and you're gonna have Star Lord Rocket sitting on that back point, yep. and uh, you can have the rest of your people brawling up in the center. Um, and you're going to have the extract advantage with hard muscle. <laughs> yep, exactly. And um, then if I'm playing herbs, I'll I'll drop Drax and Hela, and instead take Thor and Nebula. Yeah, so um, at that point for... you're playing one of your secures. You're going more brawly, and you know that the extract's super dead. Um, so I like that. Yep. So that's, that's the two 15 point teams for those two specific crises. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. well, I think that pretty much covers it. Let's just hop on up to 16 threat. So 16 right now is just, uh, you have the, um, uh, you have Marefisk vows it? to find witnesses, and then uh, what's the other one? And then Black Order descends. Yep, I I knew it was one of the weird D's. I wanted to say Spider Portals, but I know that's eighteen. Um, yeah, so you're you're playing a uh, secure that you don't have, so you're always playing an extract. So I'm assuming this is where uh, as Asgard starts in. Though you did mention a specific sixteen threat team you had in mind. Yeah, so 16, I actually still play five wide guardians. This is the last time I play guardians. But um, I still bring Hela and Valkyrie, one on each side. Either can pull off the hired muscle play. Yep. And then I bring um, Gamora, Star-Lord, and Rocket. Um, or if I'm playing on the... That's for the Black Order Descends. If I'm playing the... Uh, Fisk, I'll bring Nebula instead of Rocket because those secures are up in the center. Mm -hmm. But if I'm playing Mayor Fisk, I'm feeling great because my first hired muscle moves at least two of my extracts, three if I'm playing Spider Infected, and the secure on that side towards me. Yep. Uh, that That's definitely a tech piece of hired muscle that I don't hear talked about enough, is you can essentially guarantee that you score a flank instead of somebody on Fisk. Um, yep. which means you're able to force scoring four in a round, which means um, you essentially only need to get to 12 um, mm -hmm. before you can threaten what's essentially an auto win, um, assuming you have the last activation. Right. And um, <laughs> it's actually de-secures, like cosmic portals, that I actually really like Gamora because it forces a spread out game. And, and she's very um, mobile. Yep. And she's very mobile, and with how squishy she is, she does not like playing compact games. She will win the one-on-one -on -one against someone, not but she doesn't like it when she's taking focus fire, right? Yep. So um, I really like her in those D-Secures where she's super mobile and she can win that point against somebody. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Um... Yeah, so so that that's when I bring Gamora uh, for those for those particular things. And um, she can also kind of be a uh, people focus fire into her and sometimes ignore um, 
some of the other people. And Gamora is usually not the one to pick up an extract. So if they're hitting Gamora, I am fine with that because they're not hitting my extract holders. Right. Random side question. Uh, have you considered sliding the power gem in here um, to open up better hired muscle plays on the Guardian side for your lower point games? Yeah, I've thought about that. I feel like um, Ronin Power Gem could actually be a very valid swap for Loki Mind Gem. Mm -hmm. And then um, then I've... So that it just becomes easier for the Guardians. Um, though right now, I have... Until Lovable Misfits comes out, I really have no incentive to play a full Guardians roster. There's no tactics cards that benefit from it. It's not like with Odin's Blessing, where as, as many people, I want as many people as possible to be able to play it. Or, you know, it's not like a Wakanda Forever or Avengers Assemble. There's yeah. nothing like that for Guardians right now. So splashing two Asgardians is does that job play. well enough yep. for me. Yeah. <laughs> when Lovable Misfits comes out, then, um, you know, taking like Power Gem and Angela and then Guardians is all of a sudden very good at this hired muscle play as well. Yeah, I, I really like that with the advent of Angela. Um, it gives you a lot more power to play with just having a core of like Star-Lord, Gem, Angela, Valkyrie which comes out to what, 12? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's 12 points yeah so, uh, I, yeah, I, I really like I really that conceptually like that as a core that's designed to play to a hired muscle plan yeah, I, I really like that too and then you can fill out with some Guardians and take Lovable Misfits which I've played with probably a dozen times now and that card is very good. It surprised me how good it is. Yeah. Um, I've only seen it on the table a couple of times uh, just because I think people are waiting for it to go to uh, full release in January, we assume. Um, right. Uh, but it, it can have a really, really potent pop-off effect, n not dissimilar to Wakanda Forever. It's not as reliable. Like Wakanda Forever, you're always getting two pushes as long as you pay for Shuri and um, Black Panther. But like sometimes mm -hmm. there's upside with Koye, with Killmonger, now with Storm. Um, <clears throat> but essentially you're paying two power off of two characters to push two people. Um, whereas Lovable Misfits has like higher highs and obviously lower lows. <laughs> um but yeah. it, it has um, that feeling of just like an overwhelming scaling force. Yeah, like I've I've only played Lovable Misfits of those dozen times about. I've only played Lovable Misfits once where I wasn't happy that I played the card. Mm -hmm. Like even if I didn't get an attack off it, there's just so much other stuff that it can do that uh, <clears throat> it, it just, if you set up right, like all the options can be very good. Yeah, you like as long as everything lines up, it, it it's got a huge payoff, and you yeah. can kind of shape it the way you need. Yeah, um, exactly. Anything else we want to cover on sixteen before we jump to seventeen? So no, sixteen is really the last of the the guardians before. I mean, if you notice, all my extracts and secures, all the cards I'm bringing are seventeen plus. So if I'm choosing the point total, I'm going with my Asgard plan. Yep. Um, that's a very important part of this. Uh, whenever you have prio, you're literally always able to do exactly what you want. Um, yep. so we've got 17 threat next. Um, yeah. So goodbye guardians. Hello, Asgard. 
Um, what's your go-to uh, Asgard roster when you have Pryo? My go-to Asgard 17 with Pryo is Thor, Hela, Valkyrie, which comes up to 12 points. And then I go Drax, Rocket. Yeah, so um, you're guaranteed a character on each flank for the hired muscle play. Um, yep. You've got a character who can kind of hedge towards the center. I'm assuming that's typically Thor, unless your opponent gives you a really juicy target for Thor on one flank. Um, that's typically Thor, who hedges center. Yeah, I like that. Because, like, worst-case scenario, you can do a move into a hammer throw if something, like, wacky happens. And you could hit pretty much anywhere relevant on the map with that. If, if um, it's a D-secure, Rocket goes center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, he he's definitely the premier cheerleader. Yep, he will he will sit back on that D secure <laughs> if it's a D secure, and just chill center. Um, but yeah, this is where if I have priority, this is where my plan comes into action. I'm always taking extracts, and I am taking either panic or spiders, and I'm just trying to just kind of blitz blitz out a win here. Mm -hmm. Right with uh, they're just grab the extracts quick and then pull back and tank hits and take out a key offensive threat, but just be really tanky, really annoying to deal with, and just rack up points from those extracts and keep secures at least at parity. Um, out of, out of curiosity, uh, let let's say you thought somebody was going to force a four wide team onto you to get round two priority to try and um, hijack the game that way. Would you ever consider just playing your Asgard team down the line? So that would be um, uh, Thor, uh, Hela, Valkyrie, Loki, and the Mind Gem. Um, so I've, I've thought about it. Um, the thing is, like, I have enough tankiness between healing and Odin's Blessing and Med Pack and because I can, if they hit my, whoever did the, if they get a big roll on whoever picks up that extract round one, um, the person behind them can just go up and play med pack round one if they need. Yeah. And so be between that, I can weather that first activation storm. And I kind of like going five wide because I, I prefer to go last and most of the time to uh, just be able to have a little bit more control over the, the scenario. Um. But yeah, it's definitely a consideration if they're uh, if I see that they're going like a um, if they're going four wide like a four wide brotherhood and they have mystique in there, um, who can deception my hired yep. muscle play out of the way. That's when I probably want to go for. So how how bad is a deception play against you? Like like how 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 scared of it are you? Because um, um, obviously you're going to be in a lot of double attack range if they set it up correctly, but with Odin's Blessing and potentially a double move uh, med pack or tactical analysis, um, how, how scared are you of seeing that against you? Like, it's definitely something I'm scared of. Like, it's not... It's, it's a good plan. I feel like I have some tools as you said the odin's blessing the med pack and the tactical analysis to kind of keep it from just being able to steamroll me right so yep. um it's it's something that 
you have to be aware of if you're making this play that it can happen it can go really bad and the other thing is if they're they're doing that that deception play that probably means they're bringing mystique center um so that she can hit either side or if or if not then they're double moving then i'm going on the other side of mystique and she's going to have to double move and then deception yeah and um you can line it up so that there you can do your hired muscle play on their weak side that makes sense yeah so you're not taking quite the beating so it's something that i feel like you have to be aware of when you're playing this roster um it's definitely it definitely can be a problem but it's not an auto loss if they bring deception yeah it, it sounds like with proper play you can mitigate a lot of the pain points um and that's good to hear and anytime you can increase your win percentage without any dice being involved um just with proper decision making and timing um I think that's a very important thing because that's going to separate the uh, good players from the great, uh, right, as you demonstrated right, this sure. last weekend. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So I I think it just it's something to be aware of, but not but not something that you're just going to break your back. You just have to be smart about it, play around it. You have the tools. You can you you can you can weather the storm without just having to get lucky on dice. Yeah. Uh, anything else we should cover on seventeen or on to eighteen? Yeah, we can we can go on to eighteen. <clears throat> so eighteen here, you're presumably playing hammers, though you could also be playing portals. Are there any other eighteens I'm missing? Madmen, mutant madmen. Oh yeah, be better. So, so yep, you're very I'm likely playing... to play eighteen when not having prio. Yep, exactly. And so, um, what I like on this is, um, well. I'm taking secures, so I'm I'm going Thor, Hella, and um, so I have Thor, Hella, Valk, kind mm -hmm. of the Asgard core, and then I like going five wide. So here I go, Drax and Star Lord. Um, I like Star Lord and Rocket in the splash because I it gives me an energy attacker for when for the Venoms, for the beasts, for these people who have low energy defenses that I have a, a counter to them, and then Drax is just such a pain to deal with in Asgard. Like you're either attacking the Asgardians who can play Odin's Blessing, or you're attacking Drax, or and Star Wars Star Lord's the one hanging back. So um I, I like that five wide at 18 threat. Yeah, and I think especially with how you've talked about how you like to control your activation flow um and potentially go last, uh going five wide on um uh, not having prio is very important to be able to always have that last activation. Um, yeah. Because unless your opponent proactively uh, kills your stuff before they get to go, you're always going to have the final say. Um, and if right. they do that, you probably have other bigger problems. Yes, that is that is true. That is that is very true. Yeah. So I, I like going five wide, as you said. Um, I like kind of going last, and the the other there's and really i don't really have any like the only way i go four wide here is if i bring gamora over valkyrie and then play the other as guardians and i don't really like that four wide roster that much at all um yeah playing four wide here is definitely kind of <laughs> tricky to say the least yeah um mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, but th that's about it with my 18 threat game plan. Um, the 
the I if I'm going 18 threats, I I really like both spider portals and madmen, so I'm happy to be playing either. Um, Rocket's going to be sitting back on either the back D or just popping people from one of the back mutant madmen, and it's uh it's though those are both secures that that I like a lot just because they're they the um the power advantage really helps and it kind of forces people to come to you if you get any type of secure i mean extract advantage they're 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 good secures for this game plan yeah um and any thoughts towards going for like a full-on six wide here um i you you can um you got to uh you have to play guardians yeah that, and... i mean that's the main downside of course Right, and I I don't really like Guardians of Higher Threat as much, mm -hmm. um, at least at least not right now, not not until Angela pops up. So, uh, you're you're just giving up a lot of survivability for an extra activation at that point, and um, my cards are more to grinding and keeping people healthy. Like if I had field dressing, I might feel more comfortable with a six six wide eighteen threat, but mm -hmm. it's gonna be hard to keep everyone alive at guardians there so it's not really something i necessarily want to do seems reasonable any final thoughts on 18 threat nope okay on to the big show with 19 threat so this is quote unquote the dream right because you've yeah. gotten prio you're playing panic grip city as evacuation efforts continue i guess theoretically you could also be playing demons downtown but that would also mean that you lost or, that mm. that actually happened once. I lost priority. They picked secures. They picked demons, and I picked panic. And so we played at nineteen. Oof. Um, which I against. If you're playing against this list, tip for people playing against this list: always take extracts. Yep. <clears throat> the, you're gonna look at it and think, "Oh, Asgard's really good on all these secures. I don't want to play Asgard any of the secures." No, you want to pick extracts against this list. Extracts is their game plan, and so. Um, I felt I really Asgard on Demons Downtown with my choice of extract feels actually really great. I can pick up three of the extracts, sit on my back, secure, and I can remove the incinerates um, with my leadership. And they can't like it's a good good combo for me. But here here with this dream, I'm playing all four as guardians, Loki with the mind gem, and I'm playing Rocket. And yeah. um. This is this is where you know I have four characters who can all use Odin's blessing. Loki's um, he can evacuate that citizen very quickly with the mind gem, and he can also run away from people. Um, just you know, be be a nuisance as Loki is, and the the rest of the Asgardians are super durable. And uh, you know, I've I've found having an energy attack for Asgard just comes in so clutch because it's so hard sometimes to break through a venom or a beast who I played against a lot on Saturday if you don't have an energy attack. Like yeah, just if, if you core. if you don't take Angela as or not Angela, uh Hella, uh Asgard sucks at essentially doing anything that's not physical. Loki can kind of do it, but unless you've got a lot of power to I am a god that beam or hammers or some other way to boost the pool in some way, uh 
he's he's not going to cut it against Venom, let's say. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, and Hell is doing Mystic, not not Energy. So, yeah, uh, which is great for you know when you need a Mystic attack. But yeah, Loki. I'm not taking Loki to be uh, an offensive counter or anything, right? He's he's being annoying. He is playing the control game with Mind Gem. I find that when I bring Loki, um, his turn is usually something like. Uh, mind gem someone maybe attack once maybe not and kind of run away to somewhere kind of safe and be right within four of some key target to, so they have to pay extra for a certain ability but mm -hmm. he's kind of just trying to play it safe and moving people out of position and just getting power for his citizen extract his citizen evac uh, so. is is there any alteration to the team if you don't have pro like let's say you're playing a mirror match and somebody decides to force a similar game plan, maybe not identical, but very similar into you on 19. Um, so it'd be one of your secures of your choice, but would there be any alterations to play defensively in reaction um, to that? So not, not particularly like I, I like this defensive game plan more or less. Um, Loki and rocket are still kind of, squishy a little bit but with with the cards that i have they can and the leadership they can stay alive for for longer than than you think yeah. um most attacks typically end up doing like two to rocket with this cover and so if they're only getting one attack off you can heal him once and you can you can keep you can keep rocket alive for longer than you think unless they they high roll a little bit yeah bra brace is really important if you want to keep rocket alive for a long time because uh, it bypasses Groot if they're taking Groot, um, and if they're not, it is very often way easier to throw something into Rocket than it is to try and punch him down, I found. Yeah, for sure. So, like, Brace is very important for that game plan. Um, <clears throat> if I'm I'm playing, yeah, if I'm playing defensively, um, like, if I don't, this is interesting to say this as a defensive card, but if they didn't bring, if they picked extracts, they didn't pick a citizen, maybe instead of hired muscle, I bring sibling rivalry just for that stagger, really. Mm -hmm. Just getting off an extra stagger can really hurt their their offense. Or, and so that's maybe just more of a tactics card switch up, but... Um, character spread you're very happy with. Character spread I'm very happy with this, yeah. Um, there is some consideration if I wanted to be a little more defensive um again as swapping loki and mind gem for ronin and power gem um ronin's a little bit tankier scary you don't want to hit him as much um but yeah i'm happy with the with the 19. okay well with that let's bump on up to 20 threat um so <laughs> something has gone off the rails here because You've lost Pryo, and somebody has decided to force alien ship. Um, yeah. So you're playing on presumably uh, Mutant Madman or uh, Black Order Descends, whichever one tickles your fancy. Right, uh, Spider Or, not, or Spider Potals, yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> for some reason, those two are like saved to the same slot in my brain where. It's like borderline dyslexia. I can't tell the difference between the two. I don't know why. 
Um, I mean, I, I think it's similar. both because they do weird things to what I consider typical D scenario play is off of extremists. Yeah, they're they're both D scenarios that can push you. Yeah. Or place you or whatever. Yeah, d displace you. Yeah, in some form or another. Um, yep. But so you're you're playing a. <laughs> A game that may be dead or super live, depending on who randomly finds the ship core super fast. Because yep. with the secures you're picking, there's going to be parity on the board. <clears throat> so I'm assuming here, well, I, I guess, what what is your fighting roster here then? Because I'm assuming Rocket and Nebula are 100% in because it's high uh, points value. Rocket is great at being a home cheerleader for any of those points. Um, Nebula is um, great at hunting anyone who picks up the core. Yeah, so those are in if I want to go six wide. I typically find I still kind of like five wide here, and I actually bring the um, the the same the same four as Guardians, mm -hmm. and then I bring Star Lord, and Loki kind of goes center. And if somebody finds the core, Loki's going to be pulling him, him, him in towards me. So. Um, Loki's kind of just dragging whoever finds it in towards me is if they find it. Um, and then if I want to go six wide, then I do, I can, uh, I drop, I drop Loki and I bring Nebula. And um, well, if I want to go six wide, then I, I basically have to go uh, Guardians here, right? And so it kind of gets messy on the math. I, I don't really like that as much. I still like playing um, the Asgard game, um, but I have to go something like Star Lord. Uh, so something like Star Lord, Thor, uh, Drax. Uh, let's see. So it would be like Star Lord, Thor. Uh, yeah, I haven't really given a lot of thought to six. Maybe like. Loki, so here would be you. You you could run Asgard down the line, cut the mind gem with yeah. Nebula and Rocket. Um, yeah, I could do that. So that would work. Um, because then Nebula could go after them. Then you could play six. But I, 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 like I think that, after you uh, bring up the mind gem, I think I would rather have the mind gem than Nebula here. So I think you're right on the money that Star Lord is here. Um, I could see an argument for Drax. Because he has a character yeah, it, throw. Yeah, it depends on their on their roster, right? Yeah. For that, like if they have any sort, if they if they have any sort of like thing that I need an energy attack for, Star Lord's coming. If uh, if they don't, I like Drax. As yeah. you said, for the reason that he has a throw, he can. Uh, which kind of clutch on Saturday? That was it. Came down to Drax had to throw a piece of terrain <coughs> to someone at Storm in order to win. It was it was a crazy yeah. close game. That um, game was so back and forth. I I don't think I've seen a game where I've been so convinced that both players were going to win so many different times. Like it was literally a half dozen times where I switched uh, which horse I was backing in the middle of that game. <laughs> yeah, that that that's why I felt too. Like in that game, I was like, okay, I feel like I got this now. That's like, oh man, I think I'm out of it. And then something happens, like, okay, I think I'm back in this. You know, I think actually, I think I'm winning. You know, like. It was it was super back and forth. It was a crazy game. Yeah, yeah, uh, great match. Uh, anything on uh, any final twenty threat teams that catch your eye before we uh, move on to the next segment? 
no, as I said, I really just kind of like the mind gem pulling in if they happen to find it. And if they don't, hopefully I'm finding it with one of my four as guardians that can, you know, take a beating. Yep. Uh, I think that's definitely the right call. I think mind gem is super important if you're uh, seeing alien ship against you here. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so next we have scenario discussion. Uh, this is going to be extraordinarily short for this episode just because we talked about how um, exact your uh, choices are on priority. And a lot of these crisis combinations aren't necessarily going to make sense um, because they would never happen if you had priority. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But first of all, this is a pretty vanilla one. Spider infected plus infinity formula. Uh, you have to play 17. Um, oh, yeah. You've got the spider infected plus the B. Um and I think this is like the dream scenario for you almost because uh, you can stand on the infinity formula and pick up the spider on both flanks, uh -huh. um, which means you're essentially perfectly set up to score everything and you're picking up bonus power just to deal with next round. Everyone will be guaranteed to have at least Odin's blessing power going into the start of round two. Yeah, this, this is really the dream scenario for me. You have... I'm playing my 17, my three as guardians plus plus Drax and Rocket, and uh, there I'm grabbing. I'm I probably have um, priority with this one because um, the spider infected is the extract, and uh, you know I'm getting four of those spiders. I'm sitting on those things, and I'm just saying, come at me. Uh, all my guys have Odin's blessing power. It's 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 really the dream on this this particular scenario. Yep. And then next we've got uh, Panic Grip City as evacuation efforts continue and Mayor Fisk vows to find missing witnesses, uh, 19 or 16. But since we talked about uh, how uh, Guardians is for 14 through 16 and how all of your crises are intentionally 17 plus um, by design yeah. for if you ever have prow, you're always playing 19 here, right? Yeah, I'm always playing 19 here by priority. Every, every time I'm picking 19. I'm playing my my game plan, my four as guardians plus rocket, and uh, this scenario. Well, actually, maybe maybe plus nebula here because witnesses because rocket doesn't really do great on witnesses. Um, my four as guardians plus uh, plus nebula to hunt down their one citizen who they um who they're able to pick up, and this is also great for me because hired muscle comes up. I steal their citizen. I move one of the witnesses back round one. So if they want to contest that round one, they got to, they got to send someone really far up there. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's another just great scenario for me. If they force that, if they picked witnesses and I'm playing 16, I'm, I'm not feeling quite as good, but I'm still feeling pretty good. I can still have uh, the hired muscle play on whichever side they don't pick up the thing first. Cause Hella and Valk will be on each will be on one side. And uh so I'm still feeling pretty pretty decent about that. So interesting side question. Um, so panic witnesses play uh, since the hired muscle has the extra um, uh, tech here because it also moves the witness. Yeah. Um, do you attempt to hired muscle your strong side, um, or uh, since you're making it way easier to force hold on your own? do you uh, hired muscle the weak side um, I tip, witness? Uh, probably the weak side witness is uh, 
where where I want to go with here. Mm-hmm. I hired muscle away my weak side witness and their and that secure away. And um if I have priority, I'm probably doing it with like Hella. So you know, if Hella's on the weak side, she's gonna go up there, take that, be an annoying tank, and then they have to decide, well, I can either attack Hella or I have to double move to contest that objective that's now really far away. And if you don't one-shot her, she has Brace and Odin's Blessing support up. So she's not going down anytime soon. (laughs) Exactly. And she's not easy to one-shot. Like, uh, you've got to have some pretty crazy rules. Exactly. Uh, Final combination. Herbs plus Mutant Madman. Um... I'm assuming you're playing 18 here, but this one is super weird for me because you're playing to a scenario that can actually somewhat reasonably go on infinitely if you aren't careful, right? Um, Yeah, this is, this is a weird one. Um, This is a very weird one. Uh, One, I'm, if I'm playing this, I don't have priority. Somebody else has priority. They picked, they picked herbs. Um, I pick Mutant Madmen. So if I'm playing 15, as I said, I want Thor Nebula here. Mm-hmm. Um, along with Valk Star Lord Rocket. And uh this is this is very hard because I really don't have an herbs game plan that's it's just basically um somebody can pick up the herb and maybe kind of use it, you know, yep. for an extra dice. But it's People, whoever is picking herbs, has probably has enough push game plan that I'm never gonna actually score it. Um, so yeah, they've either got a fast more... score plan or their plan is to never let you score yours and yeah, play exactly. to the extra the secure. Right, and Valk and Thor are gonna kind of be my two control options there. Mm-hmm. Um, both my 15 and 18 point list that are going to be trying to keep them from scoring that. Um, but really, I'm probably trying to go attrition here. Like, I want to just wipe off one side of their board and be trying to get some cheeky to, to go last and get some cheeky ex, um, cheeky secure flips so I can get marginally ahead there. And, yeah, I think once um, you've got the power rolling, double moving throwing with uh, Thor or Valkyrie um, is a very good way to upset the balance, especially if you're able to interact afterwards um, yeah, as Th- a final Thor, activation. Yeah, for sure. Thor and Valk are going to be the two keys there in, in this scenario because they're going to be the ones double moving, throwing, trying to flip the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but as you said, this could potentially go on for infinite. It's a very interesting scenario. Yeah, admittedly, this one's a little bit less likely than, say, uh, Infinity Formula, because Mutant Madman doesn't require you to stand on them to score them. Um, yeah. But you can kind of get into this weird, like, chase or whatever, where, like, each player holds two, and they've only got one character left, and both of the characters are just double moving flipping and essentially you're just rolling dice until somebody screws up right um exactly but yeah. uh very funny crisis combination in my view yeah it's a very interesting one for <laughs> sure um, maybe somebody will bring herbs and i'll finally i'll give it a 
someone will finally bring herbs and I'll have a chance to play it. Well, I, I actually like it with uh, Criminal Syndicate because they're so good at winning the secure game in general um, mm -hmm. that sometimes I take it as like an offbeat, like, screw you, we'll play exactly to whatever secure you picked and I will just stand on it better than you will. Um, and I've had reasonable results with that. Um, but outside of that or doing like a weird fast score with Web Warriors or Defenders, I don't like herbs. Yeah. I should note that I do love my game plan into Criminal Syndicate um, because either if they're letting me pick extracts, I get my hired muscle plan off. Or if they're picking extracts, then I'm picking a secure that negates their ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the fact that they don't count for two uh, in opposing roles for this is uh, a great weakness to exploit. Uh, I also yeah. find that outside of MODOK, uh, the average damage output of a Criminal Syndicate character is much lower than an Asgardian. Um, yeah. Like, Criminal Syndicate is comparably tanky, if not more so, but they do worse damage, and they don't have healing over time like the Asgardian leadership allows for. Um, right. So, like, Asgard is one of the like few affiliations that kind of just naturally outlasts them. Yeah. And, like, mm -hmm. the Kingpin matchup is terrible, because his whole thing is not dying and then, like, throwing you. But if he, like, throws you, then you can just charge her for Asgard back in and just keep on doing it yeah. until he pops. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, King Kingpin struggles there, and I, I really like it when I see Criminal Syndicate across from me on, on the table all the time. And especially with their, their damage output, as you said, is kind of meh. Especially when you get a shock out from Thor. Like, if you shock someone round one, then... Uh, yeah, that's so bad. Onto pretty much anyone in Criminal Syndicate. Taskmaster, Kingpin, MODOK hates it. Um, if they're taking him. Yeah. Um, you wanna, I played against uh, Green Goblin, who I shocked once. And uh, Green Goblin... Oh, he, he turns into a turd if you do that. Um because his builder is four dice. When it goes down to three dice, he can't do anything. Because all of his power is tied up in using those superpowers. So yeah. he just kind of like sits there and shrugs. Especially now yep. the drop-off's gone. You can't even like drop off Venom and be happy that you took him, right? Um, right. He, he literally just sits there and does nothing at that point. Or he has to spend an action to get rid of shock. So it's like a stagger. It's like, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, any final comments on herbs plus mutant madman, or should we just move into talking about potential changes? Oh, no, let's let's jump into the changes. Okay, I'm going to do a totally smooth transition right here that people are totally not going to notice, um, and this totally isn't a PowerPoint. <laughs> um, but so I've kicked us back to the characters listing um, to talk about potential changes for characters. And so normally I've avoided talking about slotting in Angela and Enchantress in the show just because... We didn't know what the meta is like, but it is very likely at this point that they are the exact next release. Um, yeah. If not, like, the next month of release alongside two other boxes we don't know about. And I don't think Guardians or Asgard are going to get anything else um, just because of what's been spoiled. So right. I think it's perfectly fine to talk about it in a vacuum here. Angela and Enchantress in. Um, <clears throat> we talked about potentially swapping Loki and the Mind Gem for Ronan and the Power. Do you do both of those together? 
Um, no, so I think um, thinking about it more, I, I don't even think, I think I can leave Ronan in power and I just take Angela and Enchantress. Um, like, I, the thing is, I'm not really sure what else I would want to cut for Ronan in power because I, um, just Hella's tankiness and her fours across the board really fit with my game plan. Not cutting Valk. Um, the Guardians uh, all kind of fill their 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 niches for me mm -hmm. that uh, that allow for certain game plans. So I think like pre pre Angela Enchantress Ronin Power Gems potential swap post. Angela and Chantra's official release, the swap is definitely Andrew and Chantra's for Loki in mind. Um, yeah, I think that's the least invasive change. I would potentially also cut Gamora to slot something else in. Like, maybe it's time to put in Groot so that you can get Deadly Duo going for, like, more open Guardians plays, but I think your explicit core here is Asgard, we're going to do hard muscle unless we lose Pryo, right? So uh, I don't think you want to allocate too much to Guardians here. Right, exactly. Yeah, and Gamora is definitely one I could swap for uh, for a Groot or a Ronin. If I if I swap her for um, for Groot, then at 16, I play... I don't play Hela. I instead play 4, which, yeah. um, which, which is fine. Um, but... Uh, <clears throat> The if I'm playing 16 though, um, half the time I'm playing 16, I'm gonna be playing that that D secure, and I don't really like Groot on D secures. Yeah, uh, I think he is best on an E or sometimes a B, depending on how it goes. Um, yeah, so I don't really see the yeah, so I so. Like the, the Gamora is only there for the 16 point list, so it'd be like, what do I swap in for those 16 points? And I don't really particularly like Groot on those 16 points, so I don't think I'd make that swap. But potentially, I think Ronin could be a decent swap there. Um, yeah, he's slower but tankier. Um, he has a medium base, so it's not that much slower. Um, yeah, but he and he has range slower. attacks, so he can. Uh, from any of the D points, walk and shoot to any of the other adjacent ones, um, assuming you position correctly. Right. He's he's not going to do as much damage, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's 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 fine. Um, part of the reason I like Gamora on, especially I really do like Gamora on when they take sixteen and they take cosmic. Um, the. The Cosmic Black Invasion, Order Black Order Descends, yep. Because yeah, what they typically do if I send Gamora on my weak flank mm -hmm. and their weak flank, so we're having our big battle on the other side or whatever. Gamora's having a 1v1 or whatever. They throw Gamora. Gamora Cosmic Assassin's back and they can still double attack. Her, I mean, our Assassin's leaving. <clears throat> so um, she kind of has some anti-push tech there where she can spend two power jump back and still attack. Yeah, when, when she gets power, she is incredibly mobile. She has incredible damage output, uh, the whole nine. But uh, the problem is, like, if you screw up on that first strike, um, you're in trouble because unlike other forces like Cyclops, who can actually take some hits, she, she will just get one shot if she's, like, exposed. 
Though admittedly, yeah. on the D scenario, uh, where it's going to be more split, it's going to be more mobile, it's going to be more one-on-one skirmishing, um, I think she can definitely find a home there. Yeah, so... Yeah, so so that so, so that is a potential swap um <clears throat> there and yeah, so like th- that's the interesting thing is like I have very particular teams for each point level. So like the swaps are for very particular th- point levels, you know. Um Yeah, you or... you have to be very careful about switching affiliations or threat values on the characters when you're pulling them out. Right, exactly. <clears throat> Yeah. So, but uh, Angela and Enchantress are just such solid ads that they they make a lot of sense. Um, and they both kind of fill Loki's spot very well. Yep. Uh, Loki with Mind Gem can turn into Angela. Just plain Loki can turn into Enchantress. Um, Hela yeah. is similarly fungible. Um, yep. Or any three-two combination, or whenever you're taking Rocket or Drax, you can condense or not Rocket or Drax. Uh, Rocket and Nebula, you can condense them into Enchantress as well. Right. The other interesting thing with character changes is um, my core for Extracts and Secures, my Asgard core for Extracts and Secures might slightly change. Like maybe it becomes Thor, Enchantress, Valk, Angela on on Extracts, or like Thor, Enchantress, Valk on Extracts. Mm-hmm. Or, and then on Secures, I want Valk to be better than Enchantress at making those rolls. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Enchantress can be stealing things. So it becomes those two just make the roster a little more. I can play a little bit more instead of having a very set plan at everything. It, I can, I change it up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to cover for potential splashes before we move to tactics? No, we can, we can, we can jump to tactics. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, it, it's really hard to find a quote-unquote improvement here. Um, I think this is very tight. The The one outlier to me is tactical analysis. I think it is very good with Asgard just because they very easily generate the power to be able to tactical analysis people around. Um, yeah. But I'm yeah, assuming well, that's going to come out for Rainbow Bridge or uh, Lovable Misfits, and then something else is going to get cut, and that one's going to be a lot more painful. Um, sibling rivalry. Oh yeah, sibling rivalry because we cut Loki. Yep. So I'm assuming it's those two get cut for exactly Rainbow Bridge lovable misfits. Correct. That is correct. That is exactly what I'm planning on right now. And you know, tactical analysis is good, but as you said, I agree that it's kind of like the the weakest link maybe of what I have here, but still, still a very solid card. That I could see an argument for cutting Blind Obsession, but. I I am honestly of the opinion that Blind Obsession is actually sleeper insanely good just because when you're intentionally playing splits like you are, um, you're more able to focus it into a particular character. And the fact that it happens um, during the the power phase um, means that even if they have Pryo, you're able to essentially boost all of your defenses by two against the thing you're most afraid of. I actually really love it when I'm playing Guardians, especially because I'm trying to play kind of split. Like, let's say I pick Spider Portals. Um, mm-hmm. I, I lose priority. I pick Spider Portals, and they play um, a, a cheaper extract, maybe the 14.1 or uh, Herbs or whatever. Then um, I really love being able to 
okay, I have it on the, I have it to be able to help with that weak flank, you know, like I can really focus it into that person or it just becomes winging it tokens that the opportunity never comes up. Yep. Um, t taking somewhat narrow cards like that is always uh, the upside of Guardians, right? Uh, quote unquote, worst leadership in the game, but at least it lets you take some interesting tech cards um, and be able to convert them into a good amount of rerolls in a pinch. Uh, yeah, I, I also really like it because uh, I think it's going to be somewhat common that Gamora, when you're going to be playing her, uh, Gamora is going to go to a side D position, get dazed, yeah. and then in the power phase of round two, you blind obsession, take out whatever went after her in the first place. Yep, that is the most common play I have with it, is Gamora playing it. And once Gamora has that, um, if she's been dazed, she's she's not dying anymore. She Because she's, she's usually yep. fighting a one-on-one -on -one at that point, and she has power to uh, mark to um, What's it? Uh, martial prowess, and then she's rolling some insane seven dice, and you know it's uh that's the most common play I have for it is using it on Gamora. Also, yeah, when I and play it often Guardian, pays for itself because uh, oh uh, yeah for sure she's going to be rolling four extra dice, assuming she's double attacking her target, um, and assuming you're using your builder because um, I'm assuming you haven't got enough power for your spender at that point. Uh, yeah. that's roughly equivalent to two extra damage across the two attacks, which is two more power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it basically pays for itself and, uh, it's, it's, uh, and I, I plan as a guardians when I play guardians anyways, to spend one card on rerolls. Mm -hmm. Like usually there's a time in the game where I really need someone dazed and I would rather spend a card to ensure that happens with some rerolls yep. and keep that card around. So I, I'm, Or do both, I'm... Blind Obsession with Winging It tokens. Galaxy exactly. Brain. So as I, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done that before when I like, you know, there's a, a full health, uh, like, uh, like maybe there's a full health kingpin that I really need to take down. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, Blind Obsession, let's throw some Winging It tokens on here and let's just go to town. And see if i can take him out i'm sold and uh yeah <laughs> it's it's as i said like guardians with winging it i plan on it once about once per game um there's rarely a game that goes by that i don't use it because there's always just a time where it's like okay i want this person to go down let's get some rerolls yeah oh side question i can't remember if we covered this um i might be like totally forgetting um did we ever talk about the the five head play of uh, Loki with a mind gem uh, moving up, doing the hard muscle play, and then you sibling rivalry him backwards and tactical analysis him? Yeah, <laughs> so, so he's like back we have on the not deploy talked line. about that, but yeah, that is definitely something you can do. Is Loki can go up with the mind gem? So you're playing 19 points. You have Thor, Loki on one side. Loki goes up, he does his thing, and then uh, and then next time you're pulling him back. And then at that point, your opponent's in a very, very tough spot where you're just like, uh, what, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to even get an attack off on him? Yep. Oh, and quick note for the listeners, in case they haven't uh, played much with sibling rivalry, uh, Thor is not throwing Loki in this card. The card is throwing Loki, um, 
which has a lot of weird interactions, including you can't throw Loki with sibling rivalry through Thor. He will right. collide with Thor. Um, so careful with that in your games if you ever uh, play with sibling rivalry. Make sure to position Thor where he doesn't get hit by the angle you want to use Loki on. That That is a very good PSA about that card. It is, you know, that is uh, <laughs> something to be very careful of. It's, uh, it hasn't cost me before, but, you know, I've, I've been aware of it too, so. Yeah, I find it very rarely comes up. Occasionally, if you get into, like, a weird little scrum, it also has the upside of, uh, ironically, to the Guardian's Mirror, uh, Ronan cannot uh, do his on-days attack against anyone if you finish him off with sibling rivalry because there's no character that did him in. It was the card. Right. Yeah, uh, it still uh, counts as an effect of yours for things that say they happen because of an enemy effect, because it's still you, but it doesn't right. happen because of any specific character. So things that target the attacking character or the character that did the damaging effect don't work. Um, that is an interaction I have not thought of, but that's actually really cool. I've I've done it exactly once. Like it's 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 off my MCP bucket list to be able to pull that trick off against Ronan. But nice. it pretty much never comes up. Just something to think about. And if you're uh, enamored with cute little interactions like that, uh, it's that, that is very cool. That is that is a gem worth learning. Yeah. Uh, any I've... final tactics cards that we want to hype up for potential slots in here? I, I think we've talked about the obvious ones, but any like borderline ones that are almost making the cut here. Uh, not, not, not particularly like there's nothing, there's no other cards that really just stand out as think, well, I guess like the things of like, why not field dressing? Because I want to, I, if, if your character's day, something game. has gone horribly wrong here is the way I see it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, that is exactly how it goes. Like my character's days, something went wrong. Like. That's we're in a bad spot, anyways. I'm not playing field dressing until round three, anyways. You know, so it's like, it's like especially in the current meta. Like I, I, I could see turning brace for impact into field dressing, but only in a meta where like throws basically don't exist. Like I think yeah. I think there was this like weird lull after the season three, but before people really started playing criminal syndicate, where throws were kind of at an all time low in the game. You had like Modok doing throws, and then. Like, that was kind of it for, like, size 3-plus throws in the game. I, I yeah. mean, it, people mm -hmm. would have, like, character throws and stuff like that, but um, I think it's really starting to ramp up again to the point where Brace should be in most 8. Um, it should be one of the two restricted cards you take every time, I think. Whereas, up until somewhat recent, recently, it was okay to get away with uh, med pack field dressing. Now I think you should only take field dressing if you're doing an all you've got kind of setup. Yeah, I I I I I can agree with that. I mean, I still think field dressing is a very good card. Yes. I just I find it harder to pull off, and uh, like I think there's just a way, lot of ways you can play around it with your own character throws and such, and not attacking certain people. But um, I agree with that. I mean, obviously, I took. Race and, and med pack is my two, so I, I can get behind that that sentiment very much. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, let's move on finally to crises. So we talked about 
uh, you hinted at potential crisis changes earlier. Um, so with the Angel and Enchantress swaps we talked about and the Tactics card swaps we talked about, um, what are you thinking on potential changes here? Um, well, I, I, so I really like the suite that I have right now. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, it's more so of a why not particular crises for my um, swaps. Um, well, we talked briefly about alien ship, and I said I like the, I like being able to force, in if I get the wrong draw, I don't just kill myself to a counter hired muscle. That's why I have hammers there. Yep. Um, as far as Angela and Enchantress coming in, um, like, I I really like Angela on um deadly meteors because they have to bring someone to the center and she can move up throw something at them, strike them, and if she gets one power, try and flip the thing anyways. Yep. So, um, but I, there's not really much I think I'd necessarily want to switch, even with those two coming in. I really like the panic and the spiders extract game plan, and there's no secures that I like better for Asgard, really, even with those two. How, um, how do you feel about struggle for the cube in for hammers? Um, I, I think that can be fine. Um, actually, that's... no, no, no. I just realized it's a terrible idea because, um, you're only playing that slot when you don't have pro and you don't want to give an F crisis or an F right. extract right. when you don't have pro. So you definitely want a D or a B shape. Right. Right. That's, that's again. Yeah. That, that, when you said that, that reminds me of why I picked, that is why I picked hammers. Um, mm -hmm. just keep, keep things at parity and uh <clears throat> then i'm playing i i love the 18 the 18 point cost um and <clears throat> yeah so just trying to keep things at parity there i'm not really sure if i would really make any swaps honestly like yeah i could definitely see it um Maybe if we get into a weird space where people are indexing somehow even harder to hired muscle and like hardcore extract scenarios, I could see potentially going for Mystic Wakanda and Herbs over Hammers just to like completely <laughs> yeah. deaden the extract. Um, but I think you definitely don't want to play... You, you essentially have to pick a D... Essentially, a non-F extract that isn't citizens for your third, mm, I yes. think, is the the north star that you have to guide by here. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I think uh, hammers does exactly. its job adequately. Yep. Yep. Hammers, herbs, those those both work. Kind of kind of flavor to taste. <laughs> okay. Well, let me just get it. So, right here is the roster. Oh, I'm pointing wrong direction because I can't tell which side is which. Um, so over to that side is the roster. It'll be in the show notes. Um, do you have any uh, shout outs or plugs you want to do before we wrap things up, sir? Um, I, I don't really. I just appreciate the chance to be on here. I very much enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming on, and thank you to all of our listeners, and I guess watchers now, viewers? Viewers, that's the right word. 
Uh, that's going to be go. it for us here. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Yeah, take care, guys.